Good evening, friend. Welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. And I'll just be real quick with the disclaimer tonight. I don't expect you to believe a word I say. I'll just get it out of the way that quick. I'm not usually like that. I'm kind of long-winded about everything, you know. I just think it's beautiful out here again tonight. It was raining just a minute ago, and, well, it kind of cleared off again. And that's a beautiful thing. Just enough rain to keep the people from being too many of us in the park. That way I can do these episodes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I just love my life most of the time, except when I don't. Well, even when I don't, I really still do. I just every now and then forget that this thing called the kingdom is mine to have. And anytime I choose it, well, sometimes I struggle with the faith thing. You know how it is. And I was listening to a thing today about this uh, in Revelations where he was talking to the church of Ephesus or whatever it is. And he was talking about how they were doing good, except he had one thing against them, and that was that uh, they had gotten away from hadn't been putting their first love first, meaning they hadn't been putting God first. And that they, you know, because God doesn't want, doesn't want rules. He never, the law has no point outside of, so that you can rise in the spirit of it. What he wants is relationships, see. And that's what Jesus came to do, was to give us a clear announcement that this is what he wanted. Well, that's what he gave. And he showed us how to do it, and he showed us what he wanted. He wanted us to love him enough to give him everything and ask nothing for it. And friends, some days I feel like I'm on the right path with that, and other days I feel like I'm not on the right path at all. I just just before I come out here, when I was in the car, actually. Sometimes, because, you know, um, it's not like I've got an unbroken body, friend. My body is not in perfect health. But, on the other hand, I'm pretty healthy most of the time. And, um, well, so, you know, I think, well, should God heal me? I don't ask him to heal me, because the truth of the matter is, I don't really want him to unless he wants to do it for himself. Because that's the kind of the thing here is, I don't want my will anymore. I don't know how to explain that to people. Because the truth of the matter is, well, I've had my will most of my life. And I'll tell you, he he's given me even things that I shouldn't have wanted. And he gave them to me anyway, and he never judged me, even though I judged myself for it. And I'm sure you'll judge me for some of it, right? Just like I judge you for some of it, even though we judge nothing at all. Because truth of the matter is, it was never us doing anything. But how can I explain that? How can you explain the truth of love and the love of truth? Because Jesus told you that's the thought of Satan. See, that's what is, what is not. It really doesn't exist because it really couldn't exist in the thought of God. Except it does because my Father creates it and allows it to stay. So that we have something to choose, friend, because, well, if it was just him, then we wouldn't have a choice. And, you know, they, they use this representation of Adam and Eve and the fruit of the tree of good of, of good and evil. But the truth of the matter is, friend, that fruit wasn't then, it's now. You eat it every day. It's called selfishness. And that's because we want what we want when we want it. And 
I'm not blaming you for it. I've been eating it my whole life, friend. I have been a, a gorged on that fruit of selfishness. All the things he said not to eat, I was busy eating. Tell you the truth, I didn't always believe in God, and then I did believe in God, and then I didn't believe in God, and even when I didn't did, I didn't believe in this whole thought of Satan and fear and anger, and well, what he did show me in the end is that that thought of Satan does exist. So I do, though I tell you I don't believe in this thing called eternal hell like you all do, but I do know that this thought of Satan exists, and it exists for a purpose, and that purpose is to give us something to choose. But it wasn't Adam and Eve, so don't get angry at them. Forgive them for they knew not what they did, because, well, my father has to forgive you because you don't know what you do either. Because each of us that are eating this fruit, we're not paying attention to the pain it causes other people. Well, we look at it and go, well, me eating this isn't hurting anybody, but, well, to tell you the truth, it's kind of like this gambling thing. You know, there's lots of people that... Well, they, they go to church, and they're Christians, but they gamble. And, and I understand, because, you know, the, the, the fact is that people go, well, what I'm doing isn't hurting other people. But, friend, the truth of the matter is, if we all just wouldn't gamble, then there would be nobody losing their houses, their families, their wives, their children, their everything to gambling. And it's not that it's right or wrong or that it's your fault. I'm not blaming you, friend. But I'm telling you, if we wanted a world that Jesus talked about, that kingdom world, well, that's what's going to have to get done. The problem is, since selfishness, that isn't the nature of this selfishness, this thought of Satan, and since we allow it to possess us to an extreme level, God forgives us for it. I'm not telling you God's angry, because I'm telling you that, well, if God was angry, he'd be angry at himself for creating it, and then he'd have to be angry at himself for leaving it, because the truth is he can't be angry at you without being angry at him. I know you all have this thing wrapped up in your head on how God's not guilty, but friend, we're all guilty, including God. Yet God's not guilty all the while because neither are you. How do I explain these things to you, friend? Jesus kept this a secret. But he told you at the end that, well, more would be revealed. But you don't have to hear it from me, friend. Because this is what Jesus said. Jesus told you that be glad I go to the Father. Because I go to the Father, the Holy Spirit's going to come to you. And the Holy Spirit would not only reveal to you what it is I've revealed to you, but will reveal to you even more. So, friend, do you have the Holy Spirit? Has he revealed even more to you than what you know already? Because I'll tell you what, the point is that love has always been the way, and love will always be the way. But there's a game being played here, and it's not always a fun one because we keep choosing the wrong thing. We keep thinking that being selfish doesn't cause other people suffering, and that's just not the truth. The truth of the matter is that choosing selfishness always causes suffering. We just don't look at it because we're too busy enjoying the fruit we're eating. So, I'm not upset anymore my father's upset, even though I'm upset all the while, because he's upset all the while. How do I explain all this, friend? I don't like to see anybody suffer any more than you do. But I didn't want to look at it, so I was joining in on 
causing suffering just like everyone else. And well, the only people that are supposed to really come to the understanding of this are the ones that come to know Jesus because Jesus is the truth and the life and the way. And through him is the path to the Father. And I told you there is only one God, so you can't pray to the wrong one, because if you're praying to a God, there is only one God. So whether you're talking, calling it Allah or God, I'm not upset one way or the other, friend. And, well, you can't be praying to anybody else except for him. So that just is what it is. But what you can do is you can end up hurting other people while you're not paying attention to what you're doing to be selfish. And that's what we do by nature. That's what we've always done. And it just does what it is. And it's not that it's right or wrong. It just is the choices we make. But only the people that were to get to know Jesus were supposed to understand that, see. That's the truth of what was to be said. That by knowing him, you were to, if you believed in him, and believed in what he said, well then, because you believed in what he said, then you'd be able to um, discover the truth of the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit would reveal even more to you. Because the point is, you were supposed to listen until you found out the truth. And when you found out the truth... You were supposed to want it more than you wanted the world. Except you were supposed to want it so much that you'd be willing to trade your life for it. And then when you trade your life for it, that's when you get what it is that he's looking to give you. The problem is, when you make the God a deal, well, he kind of expects you to carry it out, so... Though he'll give you the truth of love and the love of truth, nobody will believe a word you say. Because I can tell you, nobody will believe that I've talked to the Holy Spirit. And that was never the point. Because he told you that, well, if you believed in him and you did as he asked, that the world would hate you for it. So just know that if you're if you don't like what I say, just know it's because I expect you not to, especially if you're of the world. And well, if you're of the world and proclaim to know Jesus and you really don't know Jesus, then you probably dislike me more than anybody, friend. And well, I forgive you for you know not what you do. Because the truth of the matter is, we all have choices to make. And well, if, I've said it a hundred times. If, if you think Jesus is sane and what he said is true, then you know the world is insane. There's just no way of making both of them right. And you weren't supposed to ever understand one while understanding the other. You were supposed to have to let go of one to grab a hold of the other. And that's why it is he said that you have to become willing to die in order to live. Because to get this truth in such a way that you'll understand it, you'll have to get more than what it is that you can bear. Because, friend, now that I've seen the truth of who my father is and who Jesus is and who you are, Sometimes it's more than I can bear. Because I see that we're all doing all these things to each other in the name of selfishness and in the name of love and friend in the name of each other and in insanity and we're calling it right and it's just not right at all. We got Christians 
praying before they go to war. I brought that up, friend. You see, here's my dilemma. Jesus showed me the truth. But here's what Jesus told you, and this is what Jesus said to you, friend. So I'm, I'm going to ask you what Jesus asked you. If you are going to receive a greater kingdom in your death, and the person you're going to kill does not know Jesus, and therefore is going to receive a lesser kingdom in their death, who's better off dying, you or them? And is your act of taking their life worthy of you receiving the kingdom if you're going to send one of my father's children to hell for eternity? So even if you don't believe that the truth I have is true, friend, start making some sense of the truth you've got. Because I'm telling you, Jesus gave you all these statements. And the whole world is completely acting like they don't see it. And friend, when you stand before my father, or before Jesus, whoever you believe you're going to stand before... I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be able to claim stupidity when you said you knew Jesus. Because he told you, he's going to say, I don't know you. And he doesn't know you because you never got to know him. Because your preacher isn't him. So your, preach, your priest, your preacher, your church members, they're not Jesus. Paul wasn't Jesus. Moses is not Jesus. Joshua is not Jesus. I can go on to a list a million people of who isn't Jesus, including me, friend. I'm not trying to say I'm something special. <laughs> I told you, I don't want you to believe me. What I want you to do is to go buy a book with what Jesus said and read, or just go buy one and spend a lot of time and highlight all the things that was what he said. And that way you can really focus on that, because if you say that he was in the Father and the Father was in him, that means that every word he spoke, the Father spoke through him. And therefore, if there's any truth you'll ever find, it's going to be in the words he says. And if you don't like my interpretation, I don't even care. I just want you to find an interpretation. I want my Father's kingdom to come, and I want to watch people stop killing each other in the name of Christ. Because, well, the people that won't believe won't believe because we're acting insane. And then we call ourselves Christians. And that is just such a line of crap. And I'm just calling it the way it is, friend, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. That's why I don't write this stuff down. I had no clue in the beginning that I was going to get on here and call us Christians a bunch of hypocrites again. But understand that I'm calling me a hypocrite, friend. I'm not judging you. I'm judging me. I'm telling you, Jesus told us that no one's righteous. So I have no righteousness, friend. I'm telling you, I don't. If Jesus can't claim it for himself, I can't claim it for myself either. So there's the truth of the matter is. So the question isn't, what did the Bible say? Because the Bible doesn't matter, friend. The Bible wasn't my father. My father was in Jesus, and Jesus was in my father, and everything he said was for a purpose. And you've got to figure it out. You've got to do the things he asks, because when you do the things that he asked... They will create dilemmas for you because you will see the truth of who he is because you will see the truth of who you are. But until you come to know that you are the love that you seek, friend, I'm telling you right now, the love that you're looking for is in you because it's in my father and my father's in you and my father's in me. And there's not one child on this planet that my father doesn't love just as much as every other one. 
Because this is the thing that Jesus kind of was trying to get clear to you, and you just weren't, a lot of people weren't understanding. Jesus said, and it says it right in the Bible, read through the books, the four books, the main four books where Jesus speaks over and over, because Jesus said, and on one it'll say it, and on another one it doesn't. But he said that the most important things are those two commandments, and that one is like the other. Friend, why is loving thy neighbor as thyself like loving thy father with all thy mind, heart, and soul? I'm telling you, go in the Bible and look, and you will see that it uses the word one like the other. He said it. It came out of his mouth. King James Virgin, friend. My point here is that you can't hurt another human being without hurting my father. You can't condemn one person without condemning my father. You can't judge one person without judging my father. There's the truth. That's what Jesus said. And he told you he was saying it in secret. And nobody's been telling you. And I wouldn't have said it because, well, I just knew better. <laughs> because the truth of the matter is, friend, I'm going to upset people when I speak, and I know it. But Jesus upset people too, and they nailed him to a cross, and well, that's what he does with mine. But see, that's the problem. That's why I told you. This Holy Spirit told you that if you get to know Jesus, you're going to have to become willing to die in order to live, because that's what's going to happen, friend. When you start really focusing on Jesus and Jesus only, and you start really seeking the Holy Spirit for the answers, he's going to give you these truths because you're going to start doing what Jesus asked to figure out the answers. And the answers are going to be the answer themselves. But it's going to be because you did it. So now that I've done it, I know why it is to do it and do the gifts in secret. But it took me a period of years, and believe me, I didn't understand none of that, friend. I'm not telling you I'm anything special. I'm telling you I've been screwing this up all along. I am just one of the, one of the most successful failures you'll ever see. I still fail every day. I am not claiming to be the firstborn without sin. What I am telling you is that if you hear me, friend, it is time. It is time for you to wake up and look around and see that the end is what it is. And I haven't brought up a whole lot of what he shows me because I don't want to create fear. Because here's the truth. Jesus wasn't trying to create fear. But he did have to say what he said. And since I am telling you that there is no eternal hell with eternal suffering where you go for eternity... If these wolves really listen to what I'm saying, friend, I'm kind of releasing them. But here's the truth. The truth of the matter is, the end isn't as far away as you'd like to think it is. And I'm not trying to say it's tomorrow, friend. I don't know whether it's next month, next year, next week. It doesn't matter. My father doesn't give me all that. But what I do know is that we have taken what we call this clean energy of um, nuclear power plants and spread them all over waterways throughout our country and throughout our world, friend. It said that we were going to poison one-third of the world's water supplies. What do you exactly think is going to happen when a major catastrophe happens and people leave those um, power plants unattended, friend? We're talking meltdowns here. And I'm not trying to be fearful. I'm not trying to scare people. I'm trying to get you to realize that this is the time. This is the time when, if you want to know the love of Christ, if you want to know Jesus, now is the time. It's always been the time. It will always be the time. 
But what happens is there comes a time when the doors to the wedding are closed. And then there is no time to have a relationship with Jesus anymore. Because you won't be able to find the love of the Father because the love of the Father will be gone. And it's not that it's going to be gone forever, but it's going to be gone for a while. And I'll tell you, those people that were sitting in church next to you at the pews because their children are hungry and you've still got food, you thought they were your friends, but they're not the friend that you thought they were. So I'm telling you, these every Sunday churchgoers doesn't make them of the Christ, friend. That just means that they are like half of the rest of the world. They want a free trip to the kingdom, and that's not what Jesus said. And I'm not trying to scare people, because I don't want fear, because fear does not work, friend. But this is what I know. I have no purpose left in this world except the purpose I have, and the one I have is the one I choose, and the reason I choose it is because my Father has chosen it for me. So if I give it, and He takes my life, then I've lost it. But here's the truth, friend. I love all of you. The problem is, I love all of you Christians, I love all of you Muslims, I love all of you atheists, I love all of you Buddhists. I love everyone, because my Father loves you all. And to watch you kill each other is causing me suffering and pain. And now that my Father has revealed the truth of love and the love of truth to me, friend, I have to look at the same stuff you have to look at day in and day out, knowing that we could make a different choice. But nobody's making it because we don't want to look about, think about what we're thinking about. Because nobody wants to stand up, because the truth of the matter is, we know that nobody's going to like it when somebody speaks. I know that people aren't going to like what I have to say, and they're going to say I'm this and that, and they're going to look at who I was and go, who are you to say anything? And friend, I'm telling you, of myself, I am nothing. It is my Father who now doeth my works, and well, except the ones he doesn't, we will, I'll take credit for anything that, that isn't good and give him credit for everything that's good. But the truth of the matter is, my father's the only thought that ever existed. The thought of Satan is what is not. And that is what we keep choosing. That evil part of ourselves that doesn't even exist, but it will always exist because there will always be a choice because we must always have free will so that my father may be chosen for the reason you do, and that is because you love him, because love is sacrifice. So I sacrifice my own things in my life at this point because I love my father, my creator, my one and only, my everything and my nothing. And I don't know how to explain that to anyone because some days I'm not even sure how to explain it to myself to tell you the truth. To tell you the truth that some days I go, Am I really sacrificing it for nothing? Have I lost my mind? But here's the truth. Over and over, he has taught me and shown me the truth. And because, well, other people didn't believe, they convinced me that it wasn't true, but that doesn't make it any less true. Because as anybody that believes in God knows that there's a ton of people out there that say that God doesn't exist and they think they can prove that he doesn't. Well, we just know that he does. I mean, the Big Bang Theory just doesn't work for me, friend. It just never did. And my father has given me all kinds of miracles that 
just don't even matter because I can no more prove to you they're right than anything else. So there's no sense in me discussing every little bit of all of that. I've brought up some of it. I've written it down a little bit. Well, it'll do what it'll do. But this is the truth. My father is worth the love that Jesus asked us to give. And Jesus came and said, if you know me, you know my father. And if you know my father, you know me. And if you know one, you know the other. So what you need to understand is, if you know that Jesus loved and forgave you, and that no matter what happened, that Jesus is going to forgive you, know my Father's going to too. But my Father isn't going to do it for one of you. He's going to do it for all of you. And even if you have to suffer for the eternal moment of now, well beyond the light disappearing from this planet, then that will be the choice that you make. But just saying that you believe in Jesus doesn't mean that you actually know Jesus. Because Jesus, the only way to know him is to know what he said. And the only way to know what he said is to do what he asked. And to do it long enough to figure it out. Because I'm telling you, you can't just give the gift in secret and then instantaneously know what it's for. That's not the way it was. Nobody was telling me the truth, friend. I've been to a church after church and not one of them has ever told, revealed the secret of why it is you do that. Because to tell you the truth, I don't think they know. So I'm telling you that if you give your gifts in secret, that your thought of Satan, which is your thought of guilt, because when you go and give your gifts in front of people, when you go to stand on this rock of faith, when you're willing to, when you're starting to get ready to give your life in order to receive it, friend, that thought of Satan is going to have tons of power, just like it does with me, friend. It's not gone. It's standing there. But it can't have power over me because I gave enough gifts in secret that it can say that, well, that I'm selfish and I know that I am to a degree, but I also know why I've done a number of the things I've done, and that's because I loved God and my thought of Satan can't take that from me because I put it in that kingdom. And so therefore, since it's not yours, but Jesus told you that over and over again. If you'll notice, every time he healed somebody, he kept telling them, don't tell anyone, go home, go to the temple and do what was required. Don't say anything, don't say anything, just read it. Over and over he says, don't tell anybody. He was trying to not only tell you what to do, but he was showing you that he himself was trying to do it. And of course, just like if you try to do good things, people are going to rat on you. And well, so it gets out anyway. But the point is, that he's not the one who ratted on himself, and neither should we be the ones who rat on ourselves. Except for in the case where when you're trying to teach someone else what it is that you want, why it is my father wants you to do it, because this is the truth. I'm telling you these things because I want you to understand that there's a reason for him asking you to do these things, and if you do them, this kingdom I'm talking about that I have, you can have too. Because my father loves you, just as much as he loves Jesus, just as much as he loves me, just as much as he loves all of his children. My father does not love one more than the other. He is not under the illusion that we are here on this planet, friend. Here we need something. My father really needs nothing, yet he needs everything all the while. And he's getting exactly what he wants, and that's love. And in the end, we're going to all give it. Well, until it all ends and starts again, what can I tell you, friend? My, 
my father doesn't was never y'all act like he's going to just end at the end of time and then it's going to be over friend my father exists for eternity he is what never began and never ends he is what is even though he's never been at all how do i explain the truth of my father to you i just can't what i've seen cannot be spoken Yet I can tell you this, that there's just no point to it, and yet there's a point to all of it. And my father is just far greater than you'll ever imagine. His love is beyond being able to speak about. Yet, to give it to you, you have to give it to him. Yeah, it has to be a choice. He can't give it to you unless you want it, and well, if you want it, then you have to choose it. And to choose it means you have to choose his children, which happen to be your neighbor. That means if you want to know the Father like Jesus, you have to try to start becoming like Jesus. And the more you become like Jesus, the more you will come to know the Father through the Son. I don't know how to explain all this to you, because then it makes it sound like I'm trying to be self-righteous, friend. And I've just got no righteousness. I have no... Res I, I don't even deserve to even give this message. I've begged my father not to give it to him, make me give it, but here's the problem. The problem is, Jesus said, to much is given, much is required, and him who gives nothing, even what he has, will be taken away. So if I don't speak the truth of love and the love of truth that he's given me, well, then it'll be taken away from me. And friend, I don't want to go back to being the person I was and getting the results I was getting, friend, because I'll tell you what, he swept my house clean and I'm just tired of taking those demons back because it ain't been once I've done it, but more than once I've taken them, letting them demons back in my house. And I'm just not doing it this time, friend. So I'm planning on being here for the long haul. Well, I'm out of time. May God bless you and yours.